Hey everybody, welcome to The Haunted Ride. This is going to be our second bonus episode, and then next week we will be back to full episodes. I've got some exciting things to talk to you guys about. I've got some exciting plans going on. I'm just excited. Like, I'm just super excited. So this particular episode is actually something that I had previously recorded, but it's not a story that I'd shared on the show yet. It's actually, um, I had recorded it for my lovely friend Jennifer from Haunted Happenstance. She was doing this awesome collaborative effort with people, getting scary stories and letting them share them on her show. And so she asked me to submit one, and so I did, and it was a story. But I really wanted to let you guys hear the story too, if you hadn't heard it on her podcast already. And... I was like, do I re-record it? Do I just leave it the way it is? Like, what do I do? And I decided to just leave it the way it is. I like it the way that it is. I think it's funny in some ways. It's also like, um, when I share my experiences on the show, I think sometimes people think like, I have it all together. I don't. (laughs) And this is like one of these like perfect little moments where it's very clear that just because I have all these abilities doesn't mean I always have the answers. Or let me take that back. Just because I have all these abilities doesn't mean that I always pay attention to the answers. It doesn't mean that I always stop and listen. And I think that's, I think in this story, that's the most important thing. If I would have just stopped, waited, and listened, I wouldn't have gone through the experience. But with every experience, there's something that you're supposed to learn. And that's what I've learned, right? We're constantly learning, we're constantly growing, and that's how we experience this world and keep it moving, really. So I hope you like this story, um, and I can't wait to see you guys next week. Have a good one, have a good day, um, take care of yourselves, and, you know, as we always say, and you'll find out very soon in this episode, the one time it happened, don't let the ghost get ya. It's really strange. There's a lot of negativity there. It's tangible. And if you're an empath, and there's actually uh, one of the people on the first floor is an empath, and one of the people on my floor is an empath. And we talk about it all the time. It's very tangible. It's very thick. Especially, and it's while it's thick around the building, it's even worse at different places on the floors. Weird things would happen every so often, and and actually, myself and another coworker joke all the time that there's Casper in this building, and there's actually quite a lot of stories from different employees on different floors in different apartments who have said like they actually think one of the particular elevators is haunted because you'll hear things, you'll hear someone say "Hey" from behind you, and there's no one there. You'll feel someone tap you on the shoulder. There's nobody there. And I didn't know anything about this when I first started, but I felt the same way about that elevator. I hadn't had an experience. I just knew that there was something that liked to, it wasn't, it wasn't trapped in the elevator. It just liked to hang out there the most. That was its favorite place to be because you have so many people coming on and coming off, coming on and coming off. You have energy there. You have rushing and running around. It's a huge energy base for it, right? 
And I also knew that there was a room which had something in it. And I wasn't a fan of whatever that was. That was a much darker read. But I digress, because the story is actually not even about either of those two things. It's about something else. Now, the first time I think I ever saw this thing, I just saw something kind of run by out of my peripheral vision. And that's a common thing if you're dealing with like uh, an apparition or something. You may see it out of the corner of your eye, but you won't see it dead on. And I, I, I actually, I, originally I thought it was someone else, but something, something told me it wasn't. Like it wasn't another person. Like it wasn't a human living being who just ran by. That's not what it was. And I even asked the other girls next to me, because we all sit in cubicles, I was like, did you just see something out of the corner of your eye and told me no? I just thought that was it. But it happened a lot more. And I got a glimpse of it a couple times where it was almost like, um, there used to be this old toy and it was slime and it was slime in the shape of a hand. It was green. And you could, people would, uh, especially kids, they would take it and put it on a windshield or a window and you would just have a random slimy hand there, right? And then they take it off and play with it, mold it into something else. And it was kind of like a window clang. So this thing kind of looked like a gray, thin thing that almost was like it was being stuck to a window when it would float by. But then other times it could, as time went on, it could take more shape. So it started out from being like a little circle to the slime, almost window clingy type of thing, which I know I'm describing horribly, but that's the best way for me to describe it. It was strange. It was weird. It was, it was so thin that it, it was clear it didn't have the energy it needed to look the way it wanted. But because I was one of the people who could see it, it loved to come by me. And then maybe, maybe a month or two later, I was sitting in my chair and I heard, hey, really loud over my left hand shoulder. Now, the thing is, I, like I said earlier, I'm in a cubicle and the cubicle is a U desk. The left of me, you can't get there if I'm sitting in my chair. So I knew no one was behind me. No one was beside me. I looked up really quick. No one was in my cubicle. I even turned behind me because sometimes my coworkers like to talk over the cubicles. And I asked the girl behind me, I said, hey, did you just call me? And she said, no. I said, you didn't just say hey? She said, mm, no. And she kind of looked at me a little bit weird. And I said, oh, I guess it's another one of those days. So I thought it was just that. I really just put it into a box of this is normal for me. But then earlier this week, I was at work and I was feeling a certain type of way. I was flying at first and I was energetic and I was happy. And everything was okay. But then I got sad. And what I was thinking about was sad, sure. But it was, it was a different type of sad. And I remember thinking, this isn't coming from me. I don't know who it's coming from. And I thought for a second, maybe I was picking up on one of my coworkers. But I've been really good about that. I've been really good about separating myself from them. So I said, well, if it's not me, it's not my coworkers. And I'm not talking to anyone right now or even thinking about anyone. Where is it coming from? And I kind of just try to put it behind me and I'm talking to my spirit guide and she's like, you need to not like invest in that emotion. And I was like, okay. So, but it just kept weighing on me and weighing on me and weighing on me. And I'm like, where is this coming from? So I leave my cubicle 
I go on my break, I come back. And for the most part, I feel fine. But I feel off. And I cannot figure out why I suddenly feel so off. And I look up and I see this woman. And she almost looks like a shadow figure. But she's, I can clearly see her details. It's just that she is like a black, almost dark gray apparition. But I can see her face. I can see her hair. And it's actually the strangest thing, too, is I see her hair as if it was blowing in the wind. Like, she really looked like, you know, those YouTube videos where Beyonce's in the middle of a performance and she's blow, her hair is just blowing back? It's literally that. That's what she looked like. But she just looked so sad. But she had a very strict face, very stern. Like, she hadn't maybe lived the best life. And she just wasn't happy. And she was staring right at me. And I was like, oh? And I realized it must be coming from her. Because she was so she was cl- so close and next to me. And I was like, I wonder if that's that gray thing that's that I've seen so so often in my last almost two years at being at my job. This must be her because she was also gray. And I almost it almost felt like that same energy. She didn't say anything to me though, and I didn't say anything to her, but I still felt really off. And whenever I would ask my spirit guide for something, it was like I would get conflicting answers, which isn't how my relationship with my spirit guide works. It works very well. That's not normal for me. Normally, I get the answer and I hear her clearly, and it was like it was muddled. It was like there's something else there. And I remember thinking that. And I was just like, there's impossible. There's nothing else there because I saw the spirit and then she faded away. So I go to leave work at the parking lot, and I, I still feel it there too. But the second I leave the grounds of of work, I feel clearer. I can hear my spirit guide easier. I, I feel I don't feel that sadness and and that just off feeling that I had. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, oh, that you know that must have it, it just must have been me being around that spirit, and that was it. And my spirit guide says, no, she attached herself to you while you were at work. And I was just like, oh, no. Now, if you've never had a spirit attach itself to you, typically what happens is it's kind of like you have a, normally it feels heavy, like you have a weight around you. And if they have an emotion or something, then you feel it. And it's not rare for you to just pick up on that, too. But normally there's some sort of distance, but it'll feel closer, it'll feel on you. And that's how I'd sort of felt, but I'd never actually had a spirit successfully attach itself to me. And... It was my fault, because I don't really protect myself at work. And I, sh- I should, knowing that there's spirits running amok. But this one, she wasn't bad. She just, I think she just wanted, she wanted peace, and she couldn't find it. And so when I could see her, or she kept trying to get my attention, and then she realized I could see her, she mustered up enough energy to be able to do what it was she wanted. Now, it's not, the, it's not the sort of attachment you're thinking about where she's with me 24-7. Oh, no, no, no. She can't leave the grounds of my job. So she'll stay there. But then when I come back the next day, she'll come back onto me. Because that's where she wants to be. I can help her. So the second I walk in, or actually the second I park my car and I get out, I feel it. I feel it in the parking lot. It almost feels like a cloud has covered up the sun. And there's this heaviness and almost like a darkness on top of me but it's not not evil it's just um just sadness it's like a weight of sadness and I'm like okay I have to do something for the spirit but I'm I'm going to work I'm about to clock in like I, I can't really do all that much to get to my desk 
and I sit down and I'm like, okay, I need to get into like a meditative state so I can talk this thing because I can't, I can't, like I'm at work with other people. It's not like I'm going to have a moment really by myself where I can cleanse this energy or do something. And I understand why she's with me because I can see her and she's been trying to reach out for so long and finally someone can see her and that's amazing for her, but she can't stay with me. I'm not willing to allow that. So I just closed my eyes and I calmed myself and I just spoke to her. And I, I basically what I said to her was, I know that you're looking for light and I know that you're looking for peace. And I understand that I confused you because of how brightly my light shines, but I am not what you're looking for. There's a brighter light. There's another one for you. And that'll give you the peace and that'll give you everything that you're searching for. And that'll give you your sense of home. She just wanted to get home. And I had to say that to her, essentially chant it to her like six or seven times. Because she was determined that like, that didn't exist for her. But finally she got it. And she left. My spirit guide told me, you're going to have to stay away from work for a little bit. And essentially you're kind of going to have to like cleanse yourself. Like even though she's gone, her residual energy is still a little bit with you just a little. And so I'm going to have to like do some meditation and just center myself and find myself just a little bit because of the whole situation. And I'm going to have to make sure that when I'm at work, I'm protecting myself all the time, even though the ghosts really haven't bothered me up to this point and they haven't really given much of a care about me. This one did. And in the industry that I'm in, it's not all that uncommon for somebody to pass. So let's not have that happen again, just because they know I can help them. So that's my story. It came up with a happy ending. She's gone and she's passed on and moved on to where she belongs. And I just have to cleanse myself and I'll be fine and everything will be good. But the lesson I learned from all of this is basically if there's a spirit around, don't ignore it. Just don't, don't think like it's just gonna, it just wants to say hi or it just wants you, wants for you to see it. It was clearly telling me it wanted my attention numerous times, but because it didn't really have enough energy and, and I didn't really have enough, like when I'm at work, that's not my thought process. I'm not focused on ghosts. I'm focused on my job, which is taxing enough as it is. It requires enough energy as it is that quite frankly, I don't have more to put towards these ghosts, but I guess I'm going to start having to find it or else I'm going to end up with another attached one.